For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Yeah, sure, old-time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmied, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, the Bruins are in a New York state of mind, and fans are returning to the TD Garden. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn, and you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. The Bruins dropped an embarrassing 7-2 loss to the Islanders on Thursday, and they split two games with the Rangers on Friday and Saturday. The game against the Islanders on Thursday night got off to a pretty good start. One minute into the uh, first period, Nick Ritchie took a beautiful pass from Zaboral and buried it for the first goal of the game. The Islanders then tied it up. Jack Sidnika had a chance to um, had a chance to score, but he rang one off the crossbar with the with basically an empty net. Craig Smith tied the game at 2 at 11.36 of the second period, but then it all fell apart in the third period. The Islanders scored five goals, five unanswered goals, and I want to know what the hell happened in that third period. You know, the Bees made some terrible mistakes with turnovers, you know, and you really can't put the blame on Halak for this one because the team just didn't, like, decided not to show up for this one. It was it was almost like that. <clears throat> it was a pathetic loss. There was no heart, no fight in them. I mean, they they basically should be embarrassed by the by the lack of effort in their physical game that night. Now, I know the Islanders are a good team. I mean, they're look what they did part of part of last season. They they were on a roll part of last season until injuries uh hurt, you know, basically took them out of contention. But then when they returned to the bubble in the summer, they actually got their game back and, you know, they they did fairly well. So this game was just an awful hockey game. You know, like I said, too many turnovers. The defense was out of position a few times and the Islanders capitalized. So I guess the Islanders actually have our number this year. And it's okay. It's 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 fine. You know, I have a feeling things are going to work out. You know, all the games so far have been played uh, at the Nassau Coliseum or whatever the the, the arena is called down there in, on Long Island. So wait, and, let's wait and see what how they perform when they when they're back in the when they're back in the TD Garden. Maybe this might might turn things around. Okay. Now I also got thinking after this game: Are the Islanders this year's Tampa Bay Lightning for the Bruins? I mean, are they going to be the team that's going to be the fits 
you know, going to give Boston fits throughout the season? Who knows, you know? But Boston is 0-3 versus the Islanders, and like I said, all games, you know, have been played on Long Island. So maybe it will be different. Maybe it will be completely different. And with fans being allowed back into the TD Garden, I'll get to that in a little little while, you know, with fans coming back, you know, there's a good chance that maybe this team will turn it around against these guys. You know, and, you know, the thing is you really have to take the Islanders seriously this year. You know, you know, whatever, you know, they did make some major trades last year towards the end of the season, which gave them a really good, which really put them in contention for a Stanley Cup. So they were successful in the bubble. And, you know, they're successful now. I mean, they're one of the top teams in the division. You know, you still have, you're still going to have teams like, you know, Philly, which the Bruins have dominated throughout the whole season right now. You're going to have Pittsburgh and you're going to have Washington. And they have Washington coming up on Wednesday night. But the Bruins have been playing soft as of late. They're not playing to their size or their rough and gritty style That's that has been successful so far this season. And not enough guys are out there. They're, they're not finishing their checks. They're not taking their bodies. And I don't see anybody trying to, like, get under their skin. Because on Friday against the Rangers, you could tell the Bruins were a little tired from the night before. It's, it, it happens, all right? It, it, this, this kind of stuff happens, okay? The Rangers were the ones that came out hitting, and the Bruins weren't playing physical back. So you, you have to think. These guys must have been exhausted from getting getting their butt kicked on Thursday night. And usually you have, you know, on the back-to-back games like that, usually the second game is usually teams are usually wiped out from the night before. So I don't know if you can really blame them, you know, really blame them for their pathetic play that night. But still, they were missing passes that led to turnovers. And scoring opportunities for New York, most of the passes were up the middle. Why do you pass up the middle? You know, it's weird that they would pass up the middle. Um, most of the, the bees played a little bit better in the second period. I mean, Bergeron cut the Rangers lead uh, to uh, two to one. And with his goal, he moved in the sole possession of fifth place on the Bruins all-time scoring list. So there was a little bit of excitement there, but... The game wasn't really that spectacular to, to begin with. Brad Marchand's goal was his uh, 300th of his career. He is seventh. He is the seventh player in Bruins history to reach that mark. But the Bees fell to the Broadway Blue Shirts six to two. The score should have been the opposite. All right. I don't care if if this if the Bruins didn't come from didn't or didn't play in a second game of a back to back game. The score would have been opposite. They probably would have dominated the Rangers. But the thing is, they should have, you know, I know it is the second of a back-to-back, and they should have, you know, they should have won this game. They should have, they should have, you know, won this game, not by 6-2, not not by the score of 6-2, maybe by, I don't know, maybe by 3-2 or 2-1. It would, it would have been a close game, but. It basically these guys didn't show up at all for this one either. But on Sunday, the Bruins played with a little bit more heart and actually were more physical at the stop of the drop of the puck. Maybe they put Red Bull in their Dunkin' Coffee. I don't know. 
you know, it was great defensive hockey in the first period. The only issue that I saw was the Bruins were taking too many icing calls. Coyle and Frederick scored uh, goals in the first period to give them a 2-0 lead after one. And we really need Coyle's offense here. We really need him to get going. You know, I'm glad to see him get two goals. One of them was an empty netter. But I would really like to see him, you know, maybe maybe this is going to jumpstart him uh, into scoring, scoring some goals for the Bruins. Because right now he hasn't been there this season. Uh, Charlie McAvoy made it 3 nothing, and it's good to see some secondary scoring. You know, hopefully we can start to get that more on a more consistent basis, you know, because it would be nice to see guys like Zaboral score a goal, uh, Stadnika, who's missed a couple of good chances, who's had a couple of good chances. You know, he's almost been there. So I'm kind of hoping that the rest of this team starts to get things together because you can't rely on that first line. But just looking at the weekend in general, the Bruins played a really tough uh, Islanders team on Thursday night. And on Friday, they were just too tired to play a game to play a tough game the night before. And they got well rested on Saturday and Sunday's game, you know, well rested for Sunday's game. And it showed on the ice and on the scoreboard. So that's good. I wouldn't say it was a successful road trip to New York, but still, you know, you had to salvage at least one game. And I'm glad they did it on Sunday. I'm glad they won on Sunday because I know there's a lot of Ranger fans out there that would be talking smack that they actually beat the Bruins two two games in a row when your team actually still sucks. So this team isn't simply as not as good as their record indicates. There's not enough offensive talent. So what do you do? Well, here's the thing. Do they make a trade? Do they, does Sweeney come up with some type of deal? I mean, there are some nights where, you know, one player's having a bad night, and I'm thinking, well, maybe, you know, Andres Bjork is having a bad night. Trade him. DeBrusque hasn't really done anything. Trade him. So it's like, you know, every night it's like I'm sitting there watching these games wondering who they could trade. So it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting. Now, also during this time over the weekend, um, I started thinking maybe they're really missing Krug and Chara on, on the blue line. I mean, I haven't seen really much out of Vakanainen in the past three games. So is he NHL ready? Who knows? You know, he played he played a decent game against the Rangers on Sunday, but I don't know. They still there's still a lot to prove. And with Grizzly coming back into the lineup, maybe Vakaninen's going to sit. Now, the Bruins did claim defenseman Jared Tenorti off waivers from the Nashville Predators, so he gives a, he gives the Bruins some pretty good size He's on defense, so I'm looking forward to maybe him cracking the lineup and being a regular because he's got size and he's got toughness. Um, he was drafted in the first round, second 22nd overall in the 2010 entry draft by the Montreal Canadiens. Now this kid has been a journeyman throughout throughout his whole entire career. He's um, mostly spent time in in the minors, you know, with with Milwaukee and with other teams. So who knows? Maybe maybe this is a breath of fresh air. The kid gets a brand new start for the season, you know. And the honestly, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with them picking this kid up, but it just makes you laugh. It does. It it seriously makes you laugh 
because they avoided re-signing Chara for the same amount of money because they they wanted to because of their young uh, defensive depth. So they got rid of Chara, right? A big big guy to give their defense to give their young kids on defense their young defensemen chances to play and yet they're going to go out and they're, they're going to get a guy who's roughly about the same same type of play, a big big defenseman for the same amount of money they could have gotten Chara. unbelievable Jeremy Lazan is out for a month following surgery with a fractured left hand and he'll be reevaluated in 4 weeks now they are depleted at defense right here. So Jared Tenorti is going to come in and he's going to provide some, you know, you know, at least a body to come in and a big body. Um, you know, you have Lazan, you have Grizzlick that's coming back. You also have um, Miller who's been who's been out. So they've been kind of hurt on defense. That's why you've seen Vakanainen playing, but hopefully. You know, we'll come once everybody's back and healthy, especially in four weeks when Lazan comes back. Maybe things will will change again, and the bees will be on a roll. So, you know, you know, take take a little bit and say to yourself, "Geez, these guys are." I don't know. How can I say it? these guys are? You know, they're there. They're they're there. You know, this team isn't. You know, this team is good. It's a good team, but they're. They're they've been they've been hurt on defense. So that's basically what you could say. They've been they've basically been hurt on defense, and that's hurt them the past couple of games. So it's basically the defense and injuries. If it all it all comes down to the injuries on on the blue line, that's about it. Former first round uh, pick Johnny Beecher is undergoing uh, shoulder shoulder surgery and is done for the rest of the year at the University of Michigan. So. Maybe maybe this might be a sign that once he's healed, once he's fully um, fully healed and ready, he'll probably join the uh, Bruins uh, next season. Uh, so hopefully, or or he'll be in Providence. We don't know yet, but there's a good chance he'll, there, there's a good chance he'll probably skip the, his next year and and go go pro with the Bruins. Now, the state of Massachusetts is going to allow fans back in the arenas and stadiums on March 22nd at 12, 12% capacity. The first Bruins game is going to be with fans on March 23rd. Now, they said, all right, that's about 2,000 people. All right, so 12% in, in the TD Garden is about 12,000 people. Now, wouldn't the 12% be season ticket holders at the Garden? You know, it's... You would think that they would go with season ticket holders first, but apparently there's also talk about a pool, people being thrown into a, some type of a pool where they're gonna, you know, pick your name and you know that's that's the way you're gonna be able to get tickets. But you have to figure is is it gonna be fair to season ticket holders who have probably been season ticket holders since the days of the old garden? So how are they gonna decide on you know? It's gonna be interesting how they decide to pick people to go to these games. Now, masks are to be worn at all time when not actively eating or drinking. So if you, so here's the thing. If I have a beer in my hand, do I have to wear a mask or do I like sip, put the mask back on, put the, you know, sip, put the mask back on, you know, is that how it's going to work? Who knows? Uh, tickets are going to be sold in pods of two and four tickets a piece with at least six feet in between. 
uh, to reduce physical touch points. All events are going to be mobile only. Guests can download their tickets on the TD Garden uh, Hub app. Guests will be will be given specific entry gates and asked to enter the arena through assigned entrances based on the seating location. The, re- the arena has been invi- has been divided into an east and west hemispheres, and guests are asked to stay within their neighborhood. That's what they're calling it, their neighborhood, to minimize contra- contact between other groups. Fans can now skip the lines and order food and beverage online through the TD Garden Hub app and pick it up at designated concession stands. So they're really getting with the times here, and I wouldn't be surprised if if even like after this whole thing is done and we're not wearing masks or social distancing, that the Bruins actually keep this, you know, keep this type of thing on their, you know, you know, on game day. Because it really cool. It's really cool, you know, to go down, you know, not only use the mobile app to because everybody's using the mobile app to get into for their ticket nowadays, but to, you know, put place your order online and then go then go down and get it when it's ready. That's going to be that's that I think the they're going to that's going to be that's going to be here to stay for that. So if you have that option after everything is all said and done, you know, with the whole entire social distancing and everything, that's going to be a really cool thing to do. This way you're not really standing in a you're not really standing in a line for food. So that's going to be a really good idea and I think that they might keep that once everything is done. Uh the the TD Garden crew will sanitize the entire arena before, during and after events. And sign it, and there's going to be um, there's going to be signage for physical distancing that are going to be posted in all areas, and all the air filters in the arena are going to be upgraded. Now, hand sanitizing stations are going to be available throughout the arena, and you know I don't see the capacity going over twenty five percent by the time the playoffs roll around in May. I mean, I don't, you know that that's what they. The whole NHL wanted that. The whole NHL wanted to have, you know, at least have fans in the building by buildings by by the playoffs. They are. I don't know if they're going to go anywhere anywhere near twenty five percent, but maybe they maybe they will. Who knows? You know, they may not be full. They may not even be full by the time next season starts. I mean. Maybe fifty percent in October and a hundred percent by January. We don't really know, but at least they're bringing the fans back to the TD Garden. Really looking forward forward to it. Not sure if I would go to a game this year. I'm, you know, there's a lot of things playing around. If I get the vaccine, maybe I will. Who knows? Now NBC says the Bruins win over the Flyers on last Sunday in Lake Tahoe was the most watched regular season game on NBCSN in his, in 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 the network history. It was also the first to exceed a million viewers. And that's not bad considering that the game was delayed by half a day and had to and you had to switch over had to switch channels. I mean, this game was originally on NBC. And then the, because the game was played in prime well, not played in prime time, but because the game was played later on they switched it over to NBC SN, so that's a good thing. That that's really good. It's glad to see that the Bruins, you know, the Bruins are the ones that brought in high high numbers for um, for the ratings. That's really bad. I mean, that's really good. 
Now, there are some trade rumors going around the league, and one of them is Jack Eichel. Yep, Jack Eichel trade rumors are heating up, and the Sabre superstar could be shuffling out of Buffalo. Now, Eichel really needs to get out of Buffalo here. The team is wasting away the best years of his career because because they can't figure out how to rebuild a team. I mean, trade the guy. I mean, you know, do the guy a favor, you know, trade him somewhere. If if he's like, "Hey, listen, trade me right effing now." You trade him because you're helping out the poor guy's career. I mean, you're going to sit or you're going to like sit around and wait for him to become a free agent and let and then let him walk? No. Give him a trade right right now. I mean, he could he could probably go step in and probably help a team like I don't know, like the New York Rangers. Or he could he be shipping or could he be coming to Boston? I mean, he could be. But you got to realize how is this trade going to work this year with the current available cap at 4 million? I'm not sure the Bees have the prospects or trade or or draft picks to get the deal done. I mean, Unless you throw in David Krejci, you know, unless he was involved in the deal. But why would Buffalo even take David Krejci as part of any deal for Eichel? He's a player over 30 on an expiring contract. Not sure if he would if he would even resign with Buffalo. So Buffalo's got to go with some type of a deal here. You know, that makes sense. I mean, as far as prospects go, who, who are you going to give up? You gotta give up Stadnika, Frederick, Zaboral, Lazan. You know, I could I mean, I think a lot of Bruins fans would be happy to give up Anders Bjork or Jake DeBrusque. So, you know, that's gonna be an interesting soap opera right now for the for the Bruins or for, for the Buffalo Sabres. Cause right now, the B, the bees really in any trade lack prospects. So, you know, are they going to give, you know, they they can't really give up prospects, picks, or a roster player to trade for Eichel. It's not going to be, it's not going to be worth it for the Buffalo Sabres. Especially since they don't know which direction their team is going in. Now, former Bruins head coach Claude Gillian was fired by the Montreal Canadiens last week. Also fired was head coach Kirk Muller. Now, you got to figure out, where does Gillian go now? Now, I could see him going to the Rangers, you know, because uh, David Quinn isn't isn't really a head NHL head coach. He was mostly brought in to help the younger players. So I think Jul- Claude Julian would be a good fit for the New York Rangers. Uh, Julian has a track record of turning teams around. Look what he I mean, look what he did with the with the with the team in Boston. All right. He comes in and he turned turned players like Bergeron. Lucic, Krejci, Marshawn, Rask, you could say Chara too, into Stanley Cup champions. So I think he could do the same thing in New York. I mean, with a, with a lot of those young guys that they got on their roster. So the only, the only issue there is, though, they're going to be playing a lot of defensive hockey, not a lot of offense. And the Bruins, or not the Bruins, but the Rangers actually have a lot of offensive talent in there. So I don't know what's going to happen with that situation, but the but like Julian is a mostly a defensive a defensive coach, and he really doesn't like younger players. So we'll just have to wait and see. But 
the Rangers better do something now because they he could be hired by anyone before the end of the season. I mean, even Seattle. I mean, he could even go to Seattle. Um, he can go anywhere. But, you know, the Rangers really need to do something for those, you know, right now because they don't have – they have a college coach. All right, and that's all David Quinn is going to be, a college coach. If you have a question for me, you can tweet me at HockeyNASCAR413 or go to my Bo- my Believe in Boston Bruins Facebook page. This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Are you interested in advertising on the show? Please contact Believe at Believe.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great week and go Bruins. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.